everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Wine A Little. I am Abby. I'm Rosie. And today we have some special guests in the su- studio, our Zoom studio <laughs> with us. Um, they're dear friends of mine from high school. So it's like one of my longest running friendships, basically, because it's, so <laughs> um, it's been so long. But they're wonderful people. And I wanted to have them on because they have one of the most beautiful relationships that I've ever seen in my life. So, um, yeah, introduce yourselves. Um, so I'm Tiff. I'm Drew. And as Abby said, <laughs> we've known her since high school. Um, we are high school sweethearts. Um, and now we married with a kid and shit. And a dog. And a, oh, yep, and a dog. Yeah. We just got a dog. Yep. Um, we also have our own podcast at Oh My Goodness. Um, you know, like Oh My Goodness, but Oh My Goodness, because that's our last name. But yeah. Yep. And well, 13 years and counting. 13 years and counting. Yeah, it's crazy. Since yeah. we were like 17. Yeah. yeah. Blew my mind. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So before we get started, we always do check-ins. So I want to see how everyone's doing. So Rosie, Tiff, Drew, mm-hmm. how y'all feeling? What's up this week? It's too I'm hot. Feeling, yeah, it's hot. Just got a puppy. So overwhelmed with a, um, and a baby. So just <laughs> multitasking. Yeah, and this one has a had a dog before, but she's trying to let me train the dog first, and I'm like, I need some help with this. I can't. I don't know what to do. I never had a dog. She's um, like, No, you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn. I'm like, All right, whatever. I would I mean, say it feels like it's it's Yara's dog, but it's also Drew's dog because he's never had a dog before. So I'm like, I'm black momming it. Where it's like, No, you gonna get this. Don't ask me no questions. I don't know. I'm not a veterinarian. Call the people at wherever we got it, or like go down to the local pet co. You know, you're gonna learn the hard way. It's probably good. So no hope. Isn't that messed up? Right. It's just a little bit. (laughs) But I guess you're gonna make me waste money on classes to go to pet co. Really? They're professionals. They'll be better, better enabled to to um, help you than I would ever. There's a method to tips madness. It's okay. You, you'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, negative reinforcements. Not gonna work. <laughs> not gonna work. <laughs> not gonna work. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. This week is just hot, and I'm over it. I'm not a heat person, so I feel the same way everyone does too. I'm like, I'm in between turning on my AC and just leaving it on all day, and then thinking of the fact that I pay light. So I'm like, mm. yeah. I, I'll sweat it out until it's nighttime, and then I'll turn it on before bed. But right now, we're just gonna stick through it but the fact that it's only june and it's not even really summer officially yet is what's bothering me because it's like once it's summer how the hell is this going to feel Worse. not with it yeah mm-hmm. just i just want to go back to vegas it was dry heat i was chilling i didn't sweat i tanned i was fine this is this shit here is ridiculous i'm not doing this i can't see if it was a dry heat i feel like i would be able to bear it a little more because then i don't have this frizz massive frizz thing happening yeah. But no, it has to be humid, and it's just, I can't even, I like, I can't. I've been trying so many different products. I've been using straighteners. I've been doing everything I can, and now I just got to go back to chemically straightening my hair for the summer because it's just too humid. It's just <laughs> insane. I can't. Just do a messy I, bun, Rosie. Just a messy bun. Just a messy I bun, yeah. Messy I say bun. screw it. Just shave it off. Let's just go all go bald. Oh. We'll just... We don't need hair. What, what, what do we need? Yeah, that's why now? I cut my hair off. Well, I know. 
Yeah, your daughter ain't like that. <laughs> no, she didn't. But, you know, <laughs> it was getting too hot. I, I try it, to it I try to keep it, you know, for as long as I can, but it ain't work. He didn't though. He literally asked my aunt a day before he cut his hair. He was like, "Yeah, and I'm gonna keep and I'm gonna keep growing it. What style should I do?" And then the next day he came back with a haircut. I was like, "Okay, yeah, I can get jiggy with this." <laughs> couldn't get jiggy. <laughs> Not at all. She slapped him. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> I hit him during on my. That's what you get for cutting your hair. Nobody told you to do it. No one told you to do it. Hair. She's like, "Where's your hair?" She kept looking at my head. I was like, "Okay, yeah. you know." Yeah, she wasn't with the shits. All right, so let's get on to our first segment, so we could go right into the topic because I know there's gonna be a lot of information that this beautiful couple is gonna throw at us, and I feel like a lot of people could learn from this, whether you're single or not. Um, this is something that we could just learn from, period, from the beginning to end. And like I said, they're like one of the most successful relationships I've ever seen in my life, and that is amazing. And kudos to you guys, and I will say it all the time: it's bomb.com. You know, so our first segment of the episode is, as always, our wine of the week, where we feature a wine of the week duh it's in the name <laughs> so this week is mine because we alternate as much as we can and if we're together then we happen to try some together but this time we couldn't obviously because i wasn't around but it is what it is so for weeks and months actually i think for a long time now we've been trying to move towards like more people of color owned wineries and um black owned wineries and stuff like that because we need to highlight those we think those are more important at this time so finally i got my hands on the black girl magic wine and it is amazing. The price is $18, just about, depending, I guess, when you get it from. I know I've seen some places where they sell it for $22. But when I, where I bought it, I actually bought it at Walmart. And it was right there on the shelf. So I said, screw it. Let me just get it. Try this out. It was really good. I tried the Riesling. I can never say it correctly, but it is what it is. But I had the Riesling. Super bomb. It's about 12%, 12.7% alcohol. So that's good enough for a bottle if you're drinking the whole thing by yourself. And of course, you're going to get turnt, turnt. But if you're sharing it, it still would be good. It does give me that good summer feeling. It just tastes so citrusy. Like I'm on the beach somewhere, just chilling, relaxing and stuff like that. So I 100% recommend this wine. Um, definitely worth the buy. Like I would get it again. I would try the other flavors. I think they have a rosé and a red. I'm not sure what which red they have, but I know they have a rosé for sure. So yeah, I recommend it. I don't know. I liked it. I drank the whole bottle <laughs> over at my brother's throughout the couple of days and stuff like that. Not one day. <laughs> but I drank it throughout the couple of days and it was good and I do recommend it so I'm happy that I was able to finally try it because I think we've been saying it for the longest we were going to try it and we mm -hmm. haven't been able to I'm glad you were able to even find it that was like you were like actively searching for this for the longest time I, I, I was I have to admit that I was <laughs> hey but you can get it in Target I'm like well the Target around me doesn't sell wine and then they're like well you can get it this place and I'm like all right I've gone and looked I don't find it there then um there everyone's like you could get it on drizzly i'm like yeah but drizzly was trying to charge me an arm and a leg just to get me one bottle to my house i was like i'm not doing that like i just didn't want to spend so much on an app right now and not being able to actually enjoy it i would have to buy more bottles of liquor that i didn't need at the moment because i have already so what's the point so i just left it alone so when i was actually able to access it i took the opportunity and just did it it was good though i i must say i don't want to say i'm surprised i'm not surprised it's just it was better than I expected it to be because most it depends on the type of reasoning that you have. And it wasn't that sweet. It was borderline sweet, but still dry, but still good because Rosie knows me. I can't do overly sweet, but that dryness, I cannot do either. So, yeah, that's my review. So I think me and Rosie, yeah, we have to try it basically. But yeah. All right. Makes <laughs> that one is makes off sense. my list to try once I stop nursing. That and <laughs> Sun Goddess by Mary J. Blige because she has one. 
I know. Yeah. <laughs> it runs deep. <laughs> and I think um, a rose and, and, and another one, I can't remember which one. Or is it a white? She she has a whole line. And I want to try that one and the Black Girl Magic. So. I didn't even know that Mary J. Blige had a um, wine, um, wine line. So, all right, I'll go look for it for that. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. I will. <laughs> I definitely will. Like I said, um, we've been trying to move forward to other companies and stuff like that because we try the normal stuff that are out there. But at the same time, it's kind of like we want to highlight the things that people don't really pay attention to. So it's just like, yo, we got to try to do this. So there's not that many out there. Um, I was searching and there is, but some of them you just can't find locally where we are and things like that. So it, that kind of sucks as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the um our topic of today. Today is just all about love, healthy relationships, how to deal with relationships where you're not quite there mentally either. <laughs> for some of us who do suffer with anxiety and depression and things like that, you know, it's harder for some of us to have relationships where we're in that aspect, you know, mental health and relationships. This is something that we talk about a lot in the individualized sense, but when you're together with someone, how does that change? Things like that. So when we, before we start off with the topic itself, give us a little history. How did you two meet? I mean, I know the story, <laughs> but uh, let our listeners no, know the story. <laughs> okay. So we met um, in high school. Obviously, we met in high school. And I'm not going to lie this time. <laughs> we met. I'm shocked. <laughs> I it took my initiative to honestly prep that the relationship because if I wasn't so like you know like oh I want to get this girl right here you know this this right here wouldn't be happening I wouldn't be talking to you guys this right here wouldn't be possible so it's all to me that this relationship happened I granted I stalked her yes but it came with a cost so it was in computer class. She didn't notice me. I noticed her. Um, obviously, she was into her, you know, school much more than me. Um, especially computers. I didn't really like computers. Um, but I was in the back. She was in the front. So, of course, she didn't notice me. I noticed her every period, every time we had class. I used to see her walk in class first because she used to be so eager to go in class first. I don't know why. but I am studious. Uh, you know, Abby will tell you. I and she was honestly, I was I always sat in the front of the class. I sat in the back. I just wanted to chill, <laughs> just relax. Honestly, I was trying to think about it too. I was like, yo, I don't remember when and how me and Tiff met, but I just know that we were like so close around those like last year of high school because I graduated the year before. I don't remember what class we were in or anything. I was, no, either. <laughs> You don't either, right? Like, it just happened so naturally. And then it's like, we just hung out all the time. And then we would just take the bus together home because our routes were in the same way. Like I would get off the bus first and then she'll continue. But like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, yo, I know how they met, but I don't even know how we met. <laughs> but I was like, all right, it's fine. Was it a class? Did it be? I have, don't, I don't think. I think was it a class? I think so. I, I don't know. <laughs> we did, I don't know. I, I truly don't know. No clue. <laughs> Well, yeah. I think it was though. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, I, I was definitely at the front of the class. He was in the back. And when he tells the story, I'm always like, well, damn, I, I'm really mad that I, I'm not mad that I was so studious, but I'm mad that I didn't survey. Because if I had like some semblance of like 
who he was back then, I feel like it would have been even cooler. Like, oh shit, like I yeah, I remember you used to sit in the back and you sat But I was I was quiet. I, I don't remember. I was quiet. I was just cool, calm, no collected. Idea. I was just chill. Didn't make a sound. I was just like observing everybody. <laughs> and it's crazy because the scene, yeah, that's when I like I, you know, that's when I started acting wild and stuff. When I started knowing more people, mm-hmm. it's some see, it's that senior bug. It hits you, and it's like, yo, do I really gotta work class anymore? Like, um, uh, yeah. yeah and our school wasn't our school was big, but it wasn't that big. It's like everyone knew each other, but not really. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm, everybody had their clicks, though. Yeah, know? and the yeah. crazy is a part of the how we met story is Salim, who is his best friend now, was his best friend in high school. I actually went to middle school with Salim. So he ended up, um, like there was that the degree of separation where he was like, do you know this person? And you dropped that from the story. He was oh, dropping yeah. my government all over high school. <laughs> do you know Tiffany blank? Do you know her? Do you? And they were like, why are you, why are you dropping her whole name? <laughs> and mind you, the crazy thing also is there were three of us because I have a very common last name. So there were three of us. Um, and Salim just so happened to know the one he was talking about, and then the rest is history. Yeah, and I was like, oh, so you could put in the word for me, you know, put in a good word. And I wasn't like his friends, you know, who are totally opposite than me. I was more of the, I think I was more mature for my age, you know, the way I dressed, demeanor, everything. So I think that's why Tiff chose me out of all his other friends that probably tried to talk to her in the past. But, you know. I used to wear blazers to school at 16. I'm like, who the hell wear blazers? I have to. <laughs> that, that's ahead of the time. Like, I think a lot of people do that now. Yeah. So that was very ahead of the time. I wear loafers, top hats, like you name it. Anything I, I remember when they started talking. Yeah, when they started talking, me and her would be on the bus. And I'm like, who is this person? We would just like talk mad crap. She's like, I don't even know. Like, he just come out of nowhere. And I'm just like, yikes. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and, woo. Because <laughs> like, yeah, you just. <laughs> you know. I remember. Yeah, I remember. I don't know if you remember this, Abby. But y'all left me on, I think it was Simpson. I don't know how we got to Simpson Street, but y'all left me somewhere. Yeah. And we gonna, this, we can this, is when was rude. this is when Tiff was rude. We can get into that when we talk about conflict. Yeah. yeah. For sure. All right. <laughs> we can get into that then. All right. So it's such a beautiful story because it's like a lot of people, like a lot of people, I think, had this dream growing up because I think even I did where I was like, I have a high school sweetheart. I'm glad it wasn't mm-hmm. the person that I was with when I was in high school because I'd rather die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But besides the point, like, I think everybody dreams of that whole, like, oh, my high school sweetheart, like, we disconnected when we were in college because we went to different colleges, but then we reconnected, got married, you know, the whole nine yards. And it's just like, this is a real life story. Like, this is no bullshit. Like, it happened to y'all. And it's such an anomaly. Like, it's so, such a rare occurrence. Like, this does not happen, like, on an everyday thing. But I'm glad it did because it's adorable. (laughs) So how can we describe love? So that's crazy. So, so I think, and it's crazy because I'm still reading All About Love by Bell Hooks. I have it right here. Definitely recommend everyone read it. Started um, it. I haven't finished though. Amazing, right? Where I think that there's this very like mystic idea when it comes to love where it's like, 
butterflies in your stomach and all of this romanticized stuff. And it's like, no, love is a job. To me, it's an action. It's just, it's waking up and choosing somebody every day. Like that's, that's what it is to me. Like it's like granted there's like this whole concept of like unconditional love and all other stuff and how they make you feel inside. Like it feels really good. You can't really explain it. Right. But it's still fundamentally to me, at least in action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that too. And it's all about like revisiting uh, conversations. Like as long, you know, the more you guys grow together, the more you have to revisit the conversation of like committing and, you know, compromising and stuff like that. Because as you grow, you get, you, you start to change. Mm -hmm. Of course, you don't stay the same. Like you said, you know, same uh, 17 year old Tiff is not the same as 30 year old Tiff, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to revisit constantly yeah. to make sure you guys are on the same page. Yeah. You know? So I would just say choosing the same person or choosing mm -hmm. someone intentionally every day, like whether it be romantically, even in friendships, like <clears throat> me at 17, like Drew said, is not the same as me at 30, right? Abby, mm -hmm. when we met in high school is not the same Abby now. Like we have both changed so much fundamentally and it's still like, do I choose this friendship? Do I choose this relationship? Right? Girl, 17 year old. In my soul, you know? Yeah. 17 year old me was a hot fucking mess. And I'm so glad I'm not that 17 year old no more because Jesus Christ. I don't even know how I have friends. I was learning. <laughs> Girl, I didn't learn to my like mid 20s. <laughs> hot mess. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta just compromise with the person in order to make you know love work because it's gonna be it's it's a job. It's really a that too. Love is full time a job. job. All of you those know. things. Love is a twenty four seven. Love is work. You know. Love is action. Love is not just feeling. I think people kind of get lost in the yeah. concept of just how someone makes you feel, and we've always heard that whole world um right person wrong time right where it's like it's not just the feelings like it's not just how they make you feel because you might meet somebody in high school like abby was saying where it's just like and eh, this this version of you ain't gonna work for me right so like let's revisit this in 10 years maybe if the universe sees fit for us to like interact with each other again right so it's never just feelings right there's even family members who you're like i love you unconditionally but you mm -hmm. can't be in my space right now, right? It doesn't stop at like relationships romantically. All of that plays a part. It's all just action above the feelings. But the feelings are really important. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah. And and just like, well, Tiff, she's more thoughtful than me. With me, I'm not that I'm not a thoughtful person. Like I she's really trying to make me that person, but I'm trying my hardest to be that person. Like, cause I'll just give her something like, what I got you last time? I got, I'll get you oh, perf perfume or something like that. She'll get me like something handmade or something. I, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying, I'm working on it. <laughs> Learning love languages. Work in progress. You know? Yeah, when we were actually discussing this episode, you guys did uh, mention that how you guys have, you, you deal with these changes in a relationship because not only are you growing together, but you also have to grow individually to make the the relationship work. And I thought that was really important to to make note of because I feel like a lot of people think that you need that other person to grow instead of just also focusing on yourself. 
as well. Yeah, you do. I think like you need that person to kind of balance you out. You know, because certain times you might, you know, you might fall off, you might uh, obtain like a, a new pattern, a new um, something just to, something that would throw the relationship off. That person has to like kind of balance you out and kind of say, okay, I don't like you doing this or I think you're heading in the wrong path, you know. So it's like, are you saying like a, a referee? Yeah. Okay. You know, we're going to do stuff that irritates us, mm -hmm. or, you know, irritate each other. So we got to kind of communicate that, not like keep it, you know, like a secret and not um, communicate that with each other. We have to like say, okay, this, this is bothering me. You know, we need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. so. Well, now that we're talking about communication, uh, well, let's talk about the three, th the three C's in the characteristics of a healthy relationship. Uh, okay. uh, so those would be, as Rosie said, communication. Um, Drew already said another one, compromise, and then conflict, honestly, like healthy mm -hmm. conflict, obviously, <laughs> not crazy conflict, but healthy conflict in that, um, for me, at the very least, I've always been a proponent of when it's nice, like rainbows and butterflies, that, that's great, right? Any relationship can flourish in those moments, right? If, if we're friends that have never argued, we don't really know if we're compatible in conflict because I don't know how you get when you feel like um, cast aside. Like you might be somebody who shuts down and doesn't talk to anyone. And I'm someone who needs constant reassurance. Like, are you compatible in conflict as well? So mm -hmm. like conflict to me teaches you um, like the gaps, kind of like the little pockets and holes in your relationship where you can either sink or swim. Right. So like if you're someone, again, who shuts down in conflict and kind of what Drew was saying earlier, like mm -hmm. I used to be teenage Tiff. I was rude as fuck. I'm not going to lie. I don't know mm. <laughs> how you push through because I was rude as I don't even remember that, Ooh. honestly. <laughs> I would walk away um, mid sentence, walk away, like walk straight away. Yes, exactly. Straight away. There was one time. Um, we were on the train and I got off the train. Yeah, and I'm like, like what I'm the not, hell? I'm, I'm, no, I'm done with this conversation. I got off the train, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like that that was incompatibility and conflict because Drew's also someone like, bro, like, come on. He's real mellow. I will tell you, she's, he's real mellow. And it's like, <laughs> like, why are you walking away from me? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> that matter. I'm just going to drop it, you know? So that is something that you learn as well, where it's like, that was... Uh, an issue, right? Mm -hmm. That was an issue for him. He, he voiced it several times. I knew it was an issue. But again, I was a brat and I had to learn how to not be a brat because not only was it um, detrimental for us, it was detrimental for me because like, that's not conflict resolution. That's not how you speak or like you have to speak through and sit in your shit. That's what we're talking about right mm -hmm. now. Like, yeah, we're yeah. getting more comfortable with sitting in our shit, right? As opposed to saying, hey, I'm just going to walk away from you. Or if you do have to walk away, voice that saying, okay, well, I don't think I'm in the right state to have this conversation right now. Mm. So I want to take a walk. Or um, can we talk about this in an hour? Can we table it? Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want to say something I regret. I don't want to speak out of anger. And the way I'm feeling right now, I can't say that that's what I'm going to do. So can we talk about this in an hour as opposed to right now? You no, know, and that doesn't happen every single time. 
but it's yeah. still the intentionality of saying, all right, well, I recognize that this is conflict. I recognize that conflict is necessary because it's also like, if you're not having conflict, me personally, I feel like you're just brushing shit under the rug and you're just not wanting to poke the bear. And sometimes you got to poke the fucking bear. Sometimes you have to because we're two unique, different people, regardless of us being together for 13 years. I'm growing every day. He's growing every day as individuals. And then obviously there's also the job of growing together in a way that's actually like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not seamless, but cohesive. Uh, okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> right so that's a job in and of itself but you have to be intentional about it and that's where even the compromise comes into play where there might be something that doesn't work for me um but it works for him right and i'm trying mm -hmm. to think of an example of like what was what was the last compromise that we had oh, to have well um well abby you follow the episodes oh my goodness mm -hmm. i'm sure you know like with with me and the drinking mm -hmm. yes and my problem stuff like that and me going to therapy yes so, i was just telling her congratulations for that that is such a huge thing for you and for just i yeah. think we pre we preach this shit a lot actually every time we have an episode where we deal with mental health and then even though we're like woman-based we do talk about men in the aspect we're like yo men need to go to therapy too and we push it so much to everyone i know every guy that i know i'm like yo you need to go go just yeah. just do it just go you know yeah so, congrats <laughs> thank you and i think it's helping me a lot you know in terms of like channeling like my anger and and you know monitoring how much i drink mm -hmm. and stuff like that because i think when i'm that person abby you never saw that person you know mm -hmm. you never want to see that person. No. like yeah. just angry like the hawk just mad for no reason it's just... I, ha I have somebody in my family who's like that that i i've calmed him down a few times because of it and i had to tell him that and that's when he started therapy right after that too so when now that you're saying it, it just reminded me of that person i'm just like you know i'm kind of like it was it's helping him too so yeah so it's like just and that, me i was a person who never even wanted to try therapy honestly mm -hmm. i never mm -hmm. wanted to i I, th I associated uh without doing research i associated with like I have a problem like you know something's wrong with me that's why i didn't want to do therapy mm -hmm. you know instead of just saying okay let me just try it out if, if it don't work then okay at least i, I tried it and, you know I've been but it isn't that's an issue within our communities anyway anyway within hispanic and black communities yeah, to yeah. them it's just oh if you're going to therapy it's because you're crazy or it's because you have like these really deep mental issues or something or like you're bipolar like that's the word that you constantly hear oh like are you bipolar or something and it's just like no, I'm just tired of everyone's shit, and I need to talk about it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 normal. Like my therapist says, she sees a therapist, so yeah, it's just mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, everybody needs it, especially what's going on today. It's just crazy. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, one of the things that you both mentioned earlier um, is about like the whole growing together and stuff like that. I think that a lot of the misconception when it comes to relationships and healthy relationships is that people think that it's constant fluff. It's like we wake up every day and it's like, we're happy to see each other and we're so in love. And, you know, he does everything I want him to do and I do everything he wants me to do, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I feel like a lot of people, and I've dealt with this, like one of my past relationships basically told me in my face that love is supposed to be easy and he doesn't like the fact that it's complicated between us and stuff like that. And it's supposed to be easy for him that he shouldn't have to be struggling. And I'm like, we're both growing, we're both learning, like we're two different people. And 
it's not always going to be like rainbows and sunshine. He, he straight up told me like it should be. And I'm just like, okay. But me throughout my own growth journey and me learning and stuff like that, I learned absolutely not. It's not supposed to be all fluff and like, it's not always going to be so exciting. Like you're going to have exciting moments and it's going to be days where it's just like, I love you, but I don't like you at this moment. You know, like I love you to death and I would not, you know, trade you in for the world. But right now I don't want to see your face, you know, or right now I can't stand being around you. I'm going to my mother's or something, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I know there's going to be those moments. And even though like I'm single right now and I've been trying to date cause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you said <laughs> straight dumpster trash on fire, rolling down a <laughs> of shit and fecal matter. <laughs> Bro, what? It's Why not. is it so trash though? What's, what's so trash about it? Uh, lack thereof. Is, oh. is that was that like the general theme that we had, Abby? <laughs> that, that there was just a, just a general lack of what should be a, a standard of just human decency. Yeah, <laughs> I think the bar has been set so low. When it's it in hell. Dating. It's, it's in so hell. low. It's all of the. For me, at this point, it's more like. The, 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 oh, it's like, I, I just, if your first message to me has anything to do with sex, oh. then I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not dating you. Like, just, <laughs> hi, hello. That's all. That's all. That's all I ask for is start a message with hi, hello. Like, that's how low the bar is. Right it's, it, it, Drew, you could talk to Tiffany and she could let you know my stories, but it's it's how. Like, I literally had a dude tell me that he brings a lot to the table. So in my head, I'm like, so what are you bringing? Because I know what I bring. I have like a list of things. Like, even my friends have to remind me because I get in those days where I'm just like, oh, well, I don't meet you. I'm not worth much. And they're like, no, look at all you're doing. Huh. Right. So I, you know, I was ready for him to give me like this big ass list. I'm like, oh, he's going to bring stuff to the table. All right. So what you bring to the table? And he's like that he showers. He's not musty. Oh, wow. um, oh that's that a he's not a he's not a typical dude and i'm just sitting here like so basic that's human level, is that, that that's how low the bar is, is the bar's we, in hell we just want people who shower no not even like i want more than that like showering is like your baseline like, if you, it's that, no but i'm saying that's how low the bar is is that we actually have to now factor that in is, that's when they shower I mean, Abby, ADLs count too, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we're about to cut Drew out of this whole conversation. He's going to have to go over there because I'm going to fight. <laughs> but Abby, I'm about to did... fight you. <laughs> Sorry, but okay. you did. What was... Okay. You did bring up a good point about misconceptions. So I think mm. we could actually now just. Can... Sorry, I have a cat who's like attacking my chair right now. I'm so sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so I swear they're just, they're getting more <laughs> brazen each episode. But we're talking, as we talk about misconceptions, uh, I think we could take this time to actually talk about more of the common misconceptions that are encountered regarding healthy relationships. I know you've mentioned the whole fluff, the unicorns, the rainbows, the sparkles misconception, that that feeling that everyone thinks they need to have. But uh, to Tiff and Drew, what are some other misconceptions that you think we should address? Um, I think that whole idea of like 
sacrificing for the other person or like them being your end all be all. And I think that's that's a very common misconception also when you start as early as we did, where it's kind of like, oh, that's really all you know. Like that's the only thing that completes you. And it's like, nah, I'm a whole ass person by myself. He's a whole ass person by himself, right? And even to Drew's uh, mention of like the the alcohol and stuff like that, where it's you're choosing this person, like I said earlier, like love is choosing the same, choosing the person every day, right? So that's accepting them flaws and all, but within reason, right? Because I wouldn't necessarily want to sacrifice my mental health day to day, every single day, just because, you know, he's going through this struggle, right? It's, that's a that's a level of the compromise, us, us having that conversation of me waking up and saying, okay, well, I couldn't have anticipated at 17 that we would be having this conversation, but we're having it. So mm-hmm. where the fuck are we, right? So as to not sacrifice myself because I also can't just push through because uh, it's a lot to go through, right? Like mm-hmm. you're going through it and we've had this conversation on our podcast where it's like, you're going through the process of therapy mm-hmm. and learning yourself, unearthing your traumas. I had therapy prior, but and I think that's also what helped me is being able to kind of channel what I've learned in receiving and accepting kind of the process that he's going through, right? It probably would have been entirely different if I hadn't gone to therapy prior, right? Where I probably would have been like, okay, well, how much of myself do I sacrifice because this is my husband versus Mm -hmm. how much of myself do I kind of give to, to say, okay, well, this is my limit. This is how much I can't take without kind of breaking myself, right? But having that conversation, because I think there's also the assumption of how much you're supposed to sacrifice because you're with somebody or how much you're supposed to sacrifice because you're married. Um, And the assumptions just break you. Don't have the conversation, like have the conversation. It might be hard. Again, conflict, communication, compromise, all that shit. It might be very hard to have that conversation. And it was ridiculously hard for us. We're still having it to this day because it's a Mm -hmm. work in progress. It's not something that just happens overnight, right? He has revelations in therapy every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then that might change the whole trajectory of that week but it's us having the conversation about it that matters, right? Yeah, to add on to what she said, because I was going to say that, Mm -hmm. like, you have to be your own person in a relationship. You can't just be with that person all all 24-7 under that person, because then that relationship's going to, that that relationship, it's going to crash sooner or later, Mm -hmm. to be honest. You know, with me, I like to go, I like to be outside. You know, I like to run, I like to, walk and you know i like to do other things outside like Mm -hmm. different activities such as going to the gym you know for like an hour or whatever she likes to just you know be in her own space yeah she she don't mind staying in the house um but i can't i gotta be outside Mm -hmm. you know that's just me but we we compromise like okay if i do this then when you come back i get to have my time or whenever i need my time i'll tell you okay I'm gonna go in the room, read my book. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll watch, you know, our daughter and you'll have that time for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's like a, a, what we call it? Um, Checking, oh no, the, the self-care? Self-care, yeah, our self-care a day. Mm-hmm. So we give each other that that time to do what we gotta do, you know. And then we'll spend time together after we get our own time, we'll spend mm-hmm. family time, you know. I think another misconception also is like that whole um, one size fits all where to me like healthy is just you guys communicate, you know, there's no abuse, whether it be verbal, physical, any of that, right? 
like there but then everything else is subjective right so like um healthy in our relationship might not necessarily be healthy in someone else's relationship right it's not an end-all be-all but i do think that going back to the three c's that that whole compromising communication healthy conflict like those are pillars to having the transparency that's necessary uh to actually wake up and choose this person every single day like in all of what that encompasses right whether it be kind of what abby was mentioning earlier if you if you have somebody um and that's your significant other and they, they have anxiety because i have anxiety right or if they have like issues with depression like you're choosing that when you choose them every day like so what level of that are you 100% equipped to deal with like what level of that are you comfortable with and are you having those conversations mm-hmm. right because I don't I don't I don't want to tote the idea that it has to be rainbows and butterflies every day because it isn't like Abby said this several times thus far I've said it several times Drew said it several times that this is a whole unique ass person on the other side of you dealing with their own shit some of which they'll tell you others they're, they're still like processing in their head Right. So I think another level of it is like uh, that you have to give grace to the person that you're with because they're mm-hmm. going through life with you, but also alone, if that makes sense. I think I, can, I, I <laughs> got a little triggered. Y'all need a second. <laughs> <laughs> I need a second. Like, I'm over it now and stuff like that. And I'm good now. Like I could talk about it without a problem and shit like that. But you said it and like it reminded me of some stuff. And it's just like I felt like I didn't have that grace when I was going through myself. Like I went through a really deep depression when I was with a certain person. And he quite didn't understand. Like, even though he understood what depression was, he didn't understand the magnitude of how I would get depressed. And I was on some like I didn't want to sleep. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to go anywhere. Either I was overindulging or underindulging. I didn't want to go to the gym because at the time I was still, I was going to the gym with him and stuff. And he would try to push me. And he's like, you just got to get up and get over it. And I'm just like, can't quite just get up and get over it, buddy. Like a lot of the stuff that I'm dealing with has to be processing the stuff that you've done to me. And I'm still processing it. And I'm processing things from my past that are coming up out of the blue that is like really messing with me that I had no clue about. And, you know, I had just started going to therapy. So things was like just going straight down here and just like blowing up in my own face and stuff like that. And I didn't have that grace. And it pisses me off all the time that I didn't get that grace because I had that grace with him. When he was going through his depression, I was full blown there. You know, I made sure that he was okay. You need space. I got you. I'll stay away from you. You don't want to talk to me right now all good. I would get blocked and everything. And it's just like, all right. So, um, thinking back on stuff like that, and I know I wasn't hundred percent perfect and I could say that because I know what I did wrong too. Like I was still processing. I didn't know what a healthy relationship was. I wasn't hundred percent a healthy person. I'm still not, not hundred percent. Like I'm getting there. I have my days. Like I was just telling the girls earlier, like I'm going through a pandemic, like blues again. Like I'm feeling that depression coming back to me and it's just like, it's overwhelming and stuff. So, Besides the point, because I want to stay on topic, um, just thinking about being with a person who didn't give you that grace, it's just, it's infuriating because you also never got an apology after the fact either. It's just like, oh, like I was trying so hard with what I knew and I barely didn't even know anything. And yeah. now as a single person, I, it's so funny that when my friends have relationships with people, I could quickly point out that that person's not even good for them. Like they're doing stuff 
that is completely toxic and they won't know until later on they're like oh you were right and i'm like i wasn't trying to be right i was trying to help you see the signs that it's not going to be okay with this person because i've already gone through it tenfold a whole bunch of times with a bunch of different people like i knew the pattern already mm-hmm. and i think one thing that people forget and forget to talk about when it comes to like healthy versus unhealthy is the fact that many people out there are narcissists so even though they feel like it's a healthy relationship it's not a healthy relationship at all like it's completely fucking toxic Gaslighting, all of that. Yep. Gaslighting. Oh, God, I was gaslit like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, gaslighting. Yeah, but whatever. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we were talking about conflict and stuff like that and common misconceptions of a healthy relationship. You know, we're talking about boredom, routine, and um, conflict. So I just quickly, um, just thinking about it, you don't really have to say the conflict that happened between you two, but what is one of the most like the worst conflict that you both have gone through and how would you have, like, how did you solve it? And would you change anything now? Like now that you know more. <laughs> it, it did. Oh, it was a lot, but it was mainly involving like me um, drinking, like, mm-hmm. you know, alcohol problems. It, it mainly was most of the conversations had to deal with me being intoxicated and having a conversation after that. And with me, and I think with most, I could speak for most of the people who are intoxicated, you can't really communicate with them while they're intoxicated. Cause one, they might not remember it. Two is like, they're not gonna uh, receive what you're saying. They hear you, but they're not re- like listening to what you're saying. Cause they're intoxicated. They're in their own thoughts. It's not worth it. So I, I think my thing is if you want to communicate with me, if I'm intoxicated, wait till the next day, because I won't, I will, I'll probably forget what you're saying mm-hmm. while I'm, you know, drunk or whatever, you know, feeling nice, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, we resolved it by what we, what we do. We well, like we said, uh, yellow light, but that don't work because one, I'm intoxicated. So <laughs> yellow might means green light. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, you want me to go? He, was, he was colorblind. He said yellow, you said green. All right, cool. We're doing this. <laughs> I said, so, no, homie, I said, stop. <laughs> that, that don't work. So we we, re- we realized like, okay, we'll have that conversation the next day, but mm-hmm. we really have to go over everything. And me, the, the one of the main reasons why I did therapy too is because I hated the fact that I didn't remember nothing. Mm-hmm. And Tiff was telling me all the things that I said and I did. And I'm like, yo, that's fucked up. Like, you know, damn. Yeah. I was really- He was like, I said that? exactly exactly so we had to revisit the conversation after a a night of drinking i had to you know talk to her and it was a day i remember uh it was a day that i came i went on my off my break oh yeah and And i came home which i never done before because we were supposed to have the conversation but i had to work the next day so we had i had to wait till i come home but i was like if I wait till I come home, Tiff, and this is where compromising come into play. Tiff is gonna be thinking about it cause she also has to work. So that's gonna fuck up her work day, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, let me go on my break and come home. So it was just like, at least it, it kind of lessened the blow a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, overthinking while you're both at work, you know, messing up your work day. I was like, let me come on my break and we could talk for like 30 minutes or whatever. And then I'll go back to work and then come home and it's not so bad. It's like, all right, let's finish. And then let's go on and figure out what we do from there. So 
what I would say I would do differently for sure, and he alluded to it, is um, there's so much, obviously as a human, like you're, you're a constant work in progress. So it's like, I had to know what my triggers were uh, and know and recognize when I'm being triggered. But then also, especially if he's drinking, I can't respond to my trigger. Like I can't because it's not, it's not gonna be productive, right? So I had to learn how to bite my tongue and kind of swallow that need to be heard in that moment because it wasn't going to happen in the way that would have manifested productively, right? Mm-hmm. So like, that's something that I had to learn. And that's something that I would have done differently in all of those conversations was like, mm-hmm. um, write down what I need to say and what I need to get out so that I'm not missing it when we talk about it the next day. I would literally be like, okay, look, like the next day, just let him sleep because that's probably the only way to resolve whatever tension is in the house right now because you came <laughs> actually intoxicated, right? Um, and then the next day, uh, because he's anticipating the con- a conversation, obviously, I'm anticipating the conversation, just coming with, you know, my bullet points. Like, okay, this is, this is how I felt. Uh, this is what was going through my mind. Um, this is what I'm thinking might have been going through your mind. Can we talk about it? But also action items. Like, what's, what are we going to do differently next time? And one of the things is what he mentioned, which is usually um, he, I would be at home working from home, right? So I'm also an overthinker. Abby will tell you that. So I am too. I think this is why we bonded. <laughs> but if we, I didn't get to talk about it when it happened, I'm going through a whole work day also still thinking about it, but also thinking about what you might be thinking about, what you might be remembered, what you didn't remember. And then I'm like, bitch, shut up. Just write it down. Shut up. Write it down. Shut up. Right. But him knowing, and that's also like your, your partner being in tune with your triggers as well. Like, and them knowing you enough to kind of give you, I ain't going to trigger you, Abby, but grace in that moment. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good now. I'm good. <laughs> that isn't something that he had always done, but I think Therapy probably helped with that, right? Where you were like, well, shit, she's probably at home fucking yeah, yeah. turning Definitely. in her head like about the conversation that she knows is going to be a hard conversation. So let me come home with the hour that I have yeah, and let's talk about it. Because normally I would have just been stubborn Drew and just left the phone on the de- on my desk at work. Avoiding. And just like, yes. was like, all right, go ahead, keep talking. Mm-hmm. And you know. Exactly. <laughs> no, I know. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, therapy did help with that. And mm-hmm. she made me my therapist made me realize that, you know, you can't be an asshole, you know, like that, especially when you're drinking and you know, she's you're you're making her not want to drink. That's that's an issue too. Cause like when it comes to like she was my therapist asked me, What is the height of your like problem? What you think it is? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm hiding bottles mm-hmm. in the house mm-hmm. from the fifth. Yeah. So she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely, you definitely have an uh, issue with that. You, uh-huh. There's no way around it. So she was like, yeah, you got to give her grace. Just like Tiff said, you got to give her grace and you got to compromise. Even though you don't, sometimes you might not feel like you have to, you, mm. you should, you know, because it makes the person feel, you know, good. And it kind of ease that person anxiety or stress levels. Um, especially working from home, you know, that's tough too. This is for the birds. <laughs> Bruh, listen, yeah. to that point though, kind of, cause I, I know the question that you also asked Abby was, what would you have done differently? Even in that, mm-hmm. like, like something that we both struggle with 
um, um, very early on until both of us went to therapy was feeling like you, whether it's in conflict or in regular day to day, feeling like you didn't have to do something because you assumed that that's just written in stone where it's like, oh, well, I don't have to give her grace. She knows that I understand where she's coming from. Or like, I don't have to um, tell her that I'm feeling away right now. She can tell by my body language. She's like, no, you're- We can't. <laughs> yeah, like we can, but also, like, be accountable and intentional and open about what that actually means. Cause I might be reading your body language and I'll know you like the back of my hand, but I can sit there and be like, okay, well, you're breaking down, you're crying, you're doing this. Where is this coming from? When's the last time you spoke to this person? When's the last time you did this? Like, and we've had conversations like that too, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I can read the body language, but it's also like that consistent transparency and openness and being vulnerable as fuck, which itself is also a very hard thing um, to kind of process daily, knowing mm-hmm. that you have someone else that you have to be, I wouldn't say accountable for, but considerate of. Right. So Mm. you going through your shit doesn't negate that there's a whole other person besides you who's doing life with you or choosing you and vice versa. Um, So just, again, being cognizant of that and not leaving shit at the door based on your assumptions or your kind of hang ups of what you think should be happening versus what is happening if you haven't come. I think two things I've learned. She's just reading on stuff. And, you know, after you go through a pretty bad breakup is really when everything like kind of clicks and you start to learn a little bit more. Me reading a lot of books and stuff. Um, There's two things that I specifically learned. One from your podcast, when they spoke about yellow light. So for the listeners, yellow light is basically, you take a pause kind of like you would if you were driving. So red light is complete stops. Green is go, go, go. Like Drew thinks green is yellow. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) and then, you know, we have yellow light, which is kind of like slow down, pause, take a second, you know, take a breather, step back and stuff like that. And then another thing I've learned about, you know, healthy relationships is that it's you and me versus the problem rather than me versus you. And I think a lot of people do this whole me versus you thing, which is like, I'm right. And the other person's like, well, no, I'm right. And it's like, you're fighting each other rather than fighting the actual issue at hand. Like, even if the issue involves that one person, it's still like, what is your issue? What is my issue about your issue? And how can we attack that actual issue at hand rather than, um, you know, fighting each other on it? And I'm assuming from the conversation, it's just like, you're fighting him on his situation about the drinking. And he's like, well, no, I don't have a problem. So now it's like, the problem is that there is a problem, but, you know, we can acknowledge it the same way. And I think it's important for people to understand that, yeah, it's the couple versus the issue rather than you and each other versus the issue at hand, because um, you're going to mistake that for many, many things. And everyone has their own emotions about stuff. And we're going to see things in a different perspective as well. And I think people forget that I have a different perception than you. So though you're not seeing anything wrong about it, I may be seeing a whole bunch of things wrong about it. And I think a lot of times in couple relationships, and I think we've spoken about this too, Rosie, where we say that women, we overthink things and we do things mm-hmm. emotionally while men are thinking logically. So it's like, we're seeing this like, well, you hurt my feelings. I didn't like what you were doing. And in his head, he's like, well, I do this all the time. So what's the big deal now? And it's just like, well, no, you did it differently this time and it upset me. And it's like, well, I always do this. So why is there a problem now? And it's like, well, now there is a problem because now I'm feeling something emotionally. So there's also two sides when it comes to our brains as well, that we don't see things the same way at all. Yeah. Just to piggyback what you said, Abby, um, so when I mentioned the hiding bottles, it was like, it was uh, in my old apartment where I used to hide a lot of bottles. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like a scavenger hunt for Tiff because yeah. it was like, yo, another one, you know? And I thought I was so, I thought I was so clever, you know, 
after a while, you become clever to this. You know, you start hiding it in places where you never think she's going to go, but then she, she's going to find it. Accidentally goes in there. Like it, it was one in my sock drawer where it was like, she was looking for a pair of socks, short socks. And she went in and I was just like, fuck. And she knows the face I make when it's like, she's getting hot. Getting hot. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then she went in and she's like, yo, what's the matter with you? Why are you tensing up for it? <laughs> I'm like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I walk away and then she's like complete silence. And I walk back in the room. She's like, what is this? I'm like, I can explain. <laughs> can you though? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like, and it's just like you said, it's, it was a big bottle. And then I was just like, okay, maybe if I had a smaller bottle, and she finds it, it won't be as bad because it's not a big ass a Bacardi bottle. It's the little pint. So she might be like, all right, you know, that's me thinking like, okay, logical, like, oh. Logically. And then analytically, it's like, it's still a bottle. You still have Right. Yeah, so yeah. we're like, we're the deep thinkers while men is just like on the surface. It's like, well, you know, I got a smaller bottle this time. It's fine. And in your head, you're like, it's still a bottle, bro. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. 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 So because you guys have been together for so long and I feel like a lot of um, what the hell am I saying? A lot of couples struggle with like, you know, keeping things spicy and stuff like that. Cause you feel like, you know, you are in routine now. And a lot of people say when you start having kids, everything tends to go down the drain because you know, you're so involved in your children's life, which, you know, beautiful stuff. Um, children are great. Um, before people think I'm a children hater, which I'm not <laughs> love kids. But um, yeah, so how do you keep things spicy for yourself? Like whether it's giving advice to everybody else who's in a relationship, a long-term relationship, or just how to keep things spicy in general? Because I feel like, I think one of the things that couples forget, especially after they get married and start having kids is that they're still a couple. They're still a man and a woman. You're not still, you're not, you're, yeah, your parents. You just have an extra label now, your parents now, but you're also still a man, woman, husband, wife. I mean, I think a lot of couples forget the fact that they're still men and women and they still have to do things for themselves. Um, so what are some things that you guys do um, to keep things, you know, going? Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing crazy, Drew. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But, but being like realistic, like, you know, the, the sex, you have to keep that going. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to, you know, besides having a kid, you know, you, you learn to adjust to that. But like you said, giving advice to other people you know, like your friends, your peers and stuff like that, that keeps it, you know, going too as well. Oh, but, you feel like veterans? Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, come to me. I, I'll tell you about it, you know, talk to me. But um, like with us, we when we used to go downtown, we used to go to like the sex shops and stuff like that and just explore. Cause a lot of people get uncomfortable, especially couples, they don't feel comfortable going into sex shops and stuff like that. Together, or like Together. talk about what you need. Yeah, I mean, yeah. See, they feel see like how communication came back around. See that? Yeah, communication. Like, oh, <laughs> they feel like the one person got to go. I got to go. You got to go by yourself. You can't. You know, we can't go together. It's embarrassing. You know, you know, especially at the early stages of a relationship. Mm -hmm. But to keep it going, I think you have to explore that other side too. You have to be like, all right, we could both go to the sex shop. Mm -hmm. We just look around, and sometimes it's just funny because you see other couples looking at other stuff and this is like yo this guy you know he's looking at a dildo or the girl looking at a dildo <laughs> stuff like that and wow it's big and you know <laughs> it's like it's 
like it's funny, you know. You have to you have to make fun of it too. You can't just or just be all serious and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it keeps it alive in that aspect of the fun part, you know. Yeah, it's like and stay keep keep dating. I think that's a part of it because it's it's not even just the the physical um, like sensuality stuff. That's just like Drew was saying, but even in terms of like you can fall into a routine where like you become roommates as opposed to like friends right mm -hmm. so like keep dating um stay friends i think and that's kind of what drew was saying about like even if we're going to the sex shop to get a dildo in the process of a going to the sex shop that might like fucking refresh like a conversation we had when we was 18 years old and it's like oh fuck i feel like i'm 18 again like we're talking about this and then we're laughing about it and like look at them over there like it and that that feels like i'm just with my friend again right so it's kind of just realizing that you can kind of break out of the routine by just being a, a little bit more intentional about like Abby was saying that this is a whole other person. Like there's a whole lot of identities that you end up having to juggle as you're with someone for a very long time. So like you mm -hmm. might get married, right? At which point you're like, okay, well I'm Tiff that he met in high school, um, Booba from college, um, his wife, and then we have a child and so I'm also the mother of his child but I'm also her mother. You know, like there's all of these different identities that you're juggling and the other person's also juggling. So it's just mm -hmm. making time for each of those intentionally, right? Like I'm always a mom, right? I'm always his wife, I'm always myself, but it's kind of making intentional time for all of those to kind of exist in their own unapologetically. So like sitting there and saying, okay, well, texting him like, yo, I'm taking your ass on a date, uh, get ready. <laughs> or like we got these cards that we got oh, yeah, yeah. Um, where we can, can't remember what they're called uh, served or something served, like that yeah, where served. um we basically serve each other right so it's like i go through my deck and i'm like okay i get to dress you today say less bam mm -hmm. this is what you're wearing right or like uh one where it's like oh we're going on a date night or uh we might say hey i i, I found this new recipe can we make it together like just random shit like what obviously yeah, subjective yeah where it makes sense to your relationship, right? Because you might have someone who their love language is not so much physical touch, but they're all about gifts, right? So it might be, hey, like I booked a cooking class for us on Groupon, right? And mm -hmm. we used to do that and we don't do it anymore. Or like we used to go to movies all the time, right? And then Corona. So that didn't happen, yeah. but you know, we have our fire stick, we have um, Netflix, right? So it's like, okay, well, we gonna have movie night on Friday and I'm gonna make mm -hmm. sure that y'all is in bed. I'm gonna try because yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah, like like what she said. Like one thing that I said she's thoughtful. Mm -hmm. So she made, she, I think for some of my birthday, mm -hmm. you know that I love. She know that I love cologne. Mm -hmm. So she took me to a cologne, uh, a class where you make your own cologne or perfume. Mm -hmm. And I got one right here, perfect. This is hers. Uh, I don't know if you could read it, but it says Tati. No. Mm -hmm. That's the name of the perfume she um, named it. Mm -hmm. And it's from, what's the name of it? Old Factory. Old Factory. Oh yeah, you told me about this place because I was looking for a more like feminine, very feminine, more sexy smells because I was still using body spray because I just, I have no time to go out there and smell stuff. And I'm not trying to spend a hundred dollars on perfume because no. <laughs> so I found some notes, so that was good. <laughs> So I would say like keeping it spicy, mm -hmm. it has to do with, you know, continuing to date, continuing to be friends, but then also 
keeping love language in the back of your mind. Like, I think everyone, or I would assume that most people have heard about love languages. They probably haven't read into it too much. I definitely encourage everyone to read it. Um, it's pretty insightful. Um, it was something that I had to grapple with and I had to tell him about too, where mm -hmm. he's um, definitely physical touch. I'm quality time. And I think we saw something mm -hmm. on Instagram the other day mm -hmm. where it was like quality time might mean that you around me, but we're not really doing anything, but you next to me though, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't want you out of the room, but I also don't want you to bother me, you know? <laughs> so like knowing that that's my version of quality time or something like that um, and being cognizant of that, but then also me paying attention to, you know, his bank and being like, okay, well, he hasn't gotten to go out with his boys in a while. He hasn't gotten to do this or mm -hmm. he hasn't done this in a while. So I'm going to go and get something real nice, you know, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to call my mother-in-law up like, yo, you need to get your grandchild. <laughs> just being being conscious, I think. Because the, the thing with routine is that you just go on all of up after a while. Um, and then that can really shoot you in the foot if you let it go on for too long. Yeah. Especially with when you know when we had the baby, when we had our daughter, it was just like, oh no, <laughs> coronavirus! Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, double whammy. Kill each other, man. It's just, uh, it was it was bad. Yeah, but we worked through it. Uh, so I think we well, there, I feel like there's a lot to there's just like so much to discuss in such a short amount of time. Yeah. So, uh, just one very important thing I think we should address is boundaries within a relationship. Uh, so boundaries with, within family, boundaries with friends, and boundaries with each other. I think you guys have mentioned things before that made me think, oh, we got to talk about boundaries, but I forgot what it was you said earlier in this episode. But do you guys want to just quickly address some boundaries that you yeah. think are important? Yeah, so Tiff made me realize that boundaries, like, you have to, you have to take boundaries seriously. You can't just say, oh no, it's, it'll go away, it'll fade away. Uh, especially dealing with family. Uh, and I'm talking about like, if your spouse's family uh, cross a boundary and you don't address it, that could be a problem in your relationship with your spouse. So for example, my aunt, she likes to look in people's refrigerator. <laughs> and, and bedrooms she, and everything. She'll right? walk into your house and just like, oh, this is a nice bedroom, oh, oh. Yeah, I probably get busy in here, like, That's exactly and it's inappropriate. And she doesn't care about <laughs> the other person, spouse or partner reaction. She's just like, you know, in her own it's world. weird. <laughs> yeah. well, she does stuff for reactions. I, I assess yeah. that very early on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Tiff had addressed it to me, and she was like, "Yeah, your aunt. I didn't like the way she did that. I didn't like when she opened the refrigerator. It's not her house." And I was like, you know, I don't know. It, with me, I don't know how to address stuff like that. I'm not a confrontational kind of person. Mm -hmm. It's either I'm really nice or I'm really mean. There's no in between. I'm trying to work on that, <laughs> you know, trying to, you know, just be like in the middle. Yellow light. Yellow light, yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying, and she was like, well, you have to tell us something. I'm like, what do you want me to tell her? I don't know. It's going to come off mean. And, you know, that's going to just make a whole nother situation. Mm -hmm. So she was like, well, you need to tell her it's inappropriate. And different people uh, take certain stuff and they take it seriously, some don't. Mm -hmm. And my aunt is not that person to take it seriously. She'll just be like, okay, this has never came from you before. So 
why is this a problem now you know mm -hmm. but you know it's just certain boundaries you have to respect especially with families they have to respect that especially if you're living with somebody else so you have to be like okay i have to respect the other person's um partner and and their rules and stuff like that mm -hmm. so. and i think what's particularly interesting when it comes to families with like boundaries within families is I'm seeing this even with my family and you guys probably experience it too where they warrant you a lot of the times as it's kind of like you sent it to me Abby like your version of like someone's version of like how they anticipate you right and how yeah. you, right that plays out crazily in families because especially if it's someone who's your elder they're used to you as a child they see you your growth has stunted in their mind you're a child you're always a child to them right so i think when it comes to boundaries and, and it's because my family was just a little bit more open about having those conversations where i had to enforce my adulthood and i made sure to enforce my adulthood when it comes to certain things so like um we had to work through how he could communicate those boundaries um mm -hmm. in the way that was comfortable for him because i wouldn't expect him to communicate it the way that i would right um but there was clearly uh a lack of boundaries uh because then mm -hmm. stuff started to manifest in other relationships uh within the family where it was like see this is this is what i was talking about but just let me know how you want to talk how you want to handle it you want me to handle the conversation i can handle it but it might not come off the same for me as coming off of you and he was like nah yeah like i get it right and it's just, again just having those conversations um where you're enforcing what makes sense because one of the things that we talk about often with each other is, you know, when you create a family, right, you come from a family, but you're also creating a family. So there's, I wouldn't say a hierarchy, but your home is your sanctum, your home is um, your priority. And that's what you're kind of breathing life into, right? It kind of has to take a proactive role where a lot of what you were used to as a child or mm -hmm. even as like a young adult, um, it looks a little bit differently when you have your own child, when you're actually responsible for building a family, breaking generational curses, all of that stuff, right? You have to be more um, proactive about those things particularly. Um, so choosing and knowing that it doesn't have to come at the expense of your grown family, if that makes sense. Um, but kind of balancing the two where there is a clear distinction of, all right, well, this is, I'm intentional about this because literally if this, uh, what is it, rises or fails, it wouldn't just be because of my own, you know, inherited family or trauma or whatever. Like I'm making constant conscious decisions about the family that I'm creating, the future that I'm creating, understanding that what I grew up with might, you know, prevent or inhibit or it can't like and that's all up to me that's all up to us and i think that's how we had to start framing this conversation when it came to with, with with aside from family the friends because mm -hmm. that's that's the thing that mostly comes up friends yeah you know they could kind of make a break a relationship i feel you know if you don't set that boundary in the beginning with your friends because they might come in and say your friends are used to having a foot on the table and they put their foot on the table. You're like, yo, like, yo, check your friend. Like, yep. what the hell? Or like, they just go in your fridge and take whatever and eat whatever stuff. And it's just like, you have to set that from the beginning because if you don't, then they're just gonna keep doing it, keep doing it, and then your relationship's gonna get worse. Mm -hmm. So 
I feel like you have to set that bar for your friend. You have to tell them, okay, this is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. This, uh, my partner doesn't like this. Or if you're having company, mm -hmm. you let your partner know first. Yep. You inform them like, okay, uh, so-and-so want to come over. Is it okay? Yeah. You know? And um, I think people oftentimes seek that as like asking permission as opposed to just being considerate because you share a space with somebody yeah. where like our friends recognize that that's something that we do because we've done it for so long. Um, so it doesn't sound like, oh, well, I got to ask Drew first. So you got to ask Tiff before you do everything? No, but she is my wife. That is my husband. We have a house together. We have a child. We have to make certain accommodations. You can't just pop up when you want to anymore, right? We're not in high school. We're not in college. So um, having those conversations, but also with friends, like uh, what level of involvement you allow your friends to have in your relationships? Because I mm -hmm. think that's another stink or swing thing where we talked about it in our podcast, where it was like, you have to really um, be particular about you know what and when you share because your people are your people right yeah, and yeah. I might sit there and be like okay well Drew has this issue with you know his alcohol and if my mother wasn't my mother she might be like nah leave that motherfucker blah, 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 and then would never see him again the same but I know how my mother is my mother loves her deal right so it's knowing you know the level of you know it's confidentiality if that makes sense yeah uh when it plays out with you know your family and friends because they want the best for you but at the end of the day they're not in your relationship right S similar to what abby was saying earlier about the whole when you have a conflict making sure that you're a team as opposed to attacking each other it's mm -hmm. the same thing when it comes to this boundaries with friends where at the end of the day like this is my unit this is what i'm choosing this is the family that i'm building so while I love all of you as well, you know, I have to, you know, balance that out and actually pay attention to what makes sense uh, when it comes to what involvement I allow. All right, that's that's some good shit there. <laughs> so before we wrap up the topic, we just have one more thing. So um, usually for us in our podcast, we like to wrap up with like, you know, the goody stuff, like the positive aspect and just give our listeners like a little bit more advice, I would say advice, like some tips and some tips about everything so we have about like two questions left um so the first one it's um because you already kind of told us how it is to be in a healthy relationship obviously everything you're speaking about is the stuff that you have gone through and how you have prevailed yeah. so for you too so what is some advice you could give to any everyone else who wants to be in a very healthy relationship or have a relationship and is trying to build that healthiness part of it or trying to become better couple for instance and then finally what is your secret <laughs> but um so Let's do what is your secret first and then move on to like advice to everyone else on how to like build that healthiness within a relationship. So I would say, just like I always say, um, this is my thing of saying like, okay, you have a flower, you have to water it, right? You have to water it every now and then to make sure it's growing, it's healthy, you know, stuff like just like a relationship. You have to water every relationship, not even intimate relationship, friendships and anything. So it's important to just water that relationship with love, comfort, anything, you know, just communication, um, compromise, you know, it just helps that relationship grow uh, every day. You know, it's just like if you have a friend and you're like uh, miles away, like 100 miles away, mm -hmm. make sure you you keep in touch, like or send a text or how you feeling, how you doing and stuff like that, just to 
you know, it's like I said, water the relationship. Yeah. You know? I would definitely, I would, I would say that too, like being intentional. Um, we spoke about grace. That's really, really important because uh, one of the things that I like to think about is how, especially as you're with and you're knowing somebody for a very long time, they're changing, like I said, in various ways. Like, I think one of the quotes was like, you attend a hundred births and a hundred deaths, you know, in the span of the time that you're with somebody, right? So being cognizant of the fact that they're going through changes, <laughs> you know, in growth um, and giving them grace. But then also one thing that I always pay attention to, especially with the times that we're in now, um, would be really imagining what my life would be without him, right? So even when it's like a bad time or even when it's like um, a yellow light type of situation, mm -hmm. right? Understanding um, what that actually looks like in the future where like, if we never spoke again, if, we, if this was the last conversation that we had, would I be okay with how it went? Right, so being more intentional about tomorrow not being promised also, if that makes sense. Like being very conscious about the energy that you're giving to the person that you're doing life with, the everyone in your life, honestly, but especially the person that you're doing life with and understanding that you might not get the chance to have that conversation or write that conversation tomorrow. Um, she done said it all. See, I don't know. I, I'm good on that. <laughs> I, was that a thug Huh? Was that a thug tear? <laughs> yeah, it's just one. Just gotta let one out, just real quick. Um, here's to everyone trying to have healthy relationship. You know, just hang in there. It's it's a lot, and I think we forget that part. That it, it's a lot. Like you're dealing with a whole nother. It's like basically raising a child except they're not a child they're a full-grown adult you know it's like you have to kind of learn them and compromise and be around them enough to kind of like understand and do and give the grace again that is important like you said and um communicate 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 and be open about these things I feel like a lot of times that people don't necessarily say everything that they're feeling in fear of their partner shunning them or like demeaning them because they feel a certain way because I know there's been times where I didn't say stuff in certain relationships whether it's my friendships or not because I felt like I have this thing where I feel guilty about things if I like show a boundary or like try to build a boundary I feel guilty about it because it's like oh they need me or I love them they're my friend and I you know I can't think and it's also accepting when people are giving me boundaries because I didn't know what that was until like maybe three four years ago and not even maybe three years ago is when I started learning about those things so um yeah so good luck that, out there <laughs> that calls right to that sacrifice stuff that we were talking about earlier where it's like yeah they need you but you also need yourself right, right? and both of those things can exist um simultaneously if you're having you know a very transparent it, be a safe space but honestly that's mm -hmm. the gist of it be a safe space for your person um and allow them to be a safe space for you um, so that when the difficult or the good conversations happen, like both of them are, you know, beneficial. It, it doesn't break you um, every conversation that you have where it's a conflict. And that's something that we talked about too, where it's like um, the, the next argument shouldn't 
force a divorce, right? You know, like the next argument shouldn't be the end all be all because we haven't been communicating or we haven't been compromising or we haven't been being clear about how we're feeling or checking in, which we do every Friday. Like all of those things, you just have to be way more intentional because it's very easy in adulthood with all the shit that all of us go through independently to just lose sight of who's on our corner and actually giving them what they deserve. Yeah. Um, that just brings up a point for me. I just wanted to let our listeners know also, like, also realize when you're not in a good relationship at all, because there is a difference between being a toxic, narcissistic type gaslighting relationship and a relationship like Drew and Tiff's, where, you know, they've actually actively worked with each other and gone to therapy. There's no abuse happening in that capacity, whether physically or emotionally and stuff like that. So just know the signs as well. I don't want people to like listen and think, like, well, I can have a healthy relationship with the person who's gaslighting me. Oh, and it's like no that's not what i mean <laughs> nope yeah all right so that wraps up our socket for today about on love and healthy relationships and all that ugh stuff <laughs> all that nasty stuff <laughs> so we're gonna move on to our next segment so our next segment is our chardonnay so it's a play on chardonnay if you haven't really gotten the gist of that before but um it's a play on Chard- the word chardonnay or the wine chardonnay and it's basically what not to do in terms of the topic that we spoke about today, which is love and healthy relationships and stuff like that. And our guests gave us three during our conversation. So we're just going to quickly read them off. Um, the first one is watch the words you say, do not say things that you can't take back. Remember and keep in mind what Tiffany said, that if this is the last conversation I have with you and God forbid something happens to one of us tomorrow, are you going to be satisfied with everything that you said to that person the next day, right? Our second is keep the amount of people involved in your relationship to a minimum. That means family, friends, um, people around, even strangers, honestly, work buddies and stuff like that. Just keep it at a minimum. Too many hands in the kitchen can blow things up. So we know that. And finally, I said this earlier, it's you and them against the problem, um, not you and you against them or them against you. So attack the problem, not each other. Mm-hmm. And our next segment is our bougie booze. So if you're just joining us, this is our life tips, tricks, hacks, things to help you just get through life. Um, Also brought to us by our guests today. So we have two. We have exercise daily and also take one hour of self-care a day. Yeah. Which is good. I don't do that one hour a day, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to listen. I'm going to try. Sometimes. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard. It does are, right. and Rosie knows I do so much that there's days that I just, I I just can't, like, she, uh, some people know, like, I work two jobs, and I do this, and I'm doing other stuff on my own for my own business, and I'm just, I'm tired all the time that I don't take time for enough, but whatever. <laughs> and finally, our last segment of the day is our wine drunk or sober thought. If we don't have a sober thought, which is feel good advice for the week, um, we do have a wine drunk. And wine drunk is just personal stories, things that we share, the things that's happened to us in our lives, whether they're funny, serious, or whatever. It's just we get a little personal and stuff. So our guest is going to take our their, our wine drink for the day because I don't have anything because I barely go out anymore. <laughs> Rosie doesn't have anything because she doesn't really go out and it's, it's for work. So take it away yep. with whatever it is that y'all have. So <laughs> want to tell them about the the wheat brownie or um, the torn meniscus? <laughs> damn. No, I think the 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 weed brownie was worse. It was. No, no, no. I mean, no, the tournament is what I'm talking about. But the actual experience was the weed brownie. Tormeniscus was like one, two, pop. That's it. Actually, it was one twelve. As, <laughs> as in karaoke. 
but the weed brownie it was like a i went through like a um it was like abstract figures that I was going through. It was like a whole dimension of- Yep, yeah. been there. Was, Sounds like you had mushrooms, not freaking brown. <laughs> what you like I was on mushrooms. It he felt like- He took 300 <laughs> milligrams, you guys. Yeah, he I was in the- brownie by himself. I was in the shower. Tiff was asking me, okay, you're fine. Cause I started laughing for no reason. As um, soon as the water, you know, got on me, I started laughing. <laughs> and then <laughs> she, I was like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I got, I put my clothes on. I was like, all right, now it's your turn to take a shower. I listened to my music. Um, she know I like John Legend. So I was listening to John Legend, Miguel and stuff. So I was fine. And then I think I started crying. Then he just wasn't point. fine. Then he wasn't uh, fine. And yeah. when I was fine, I was in the shower. I was in the shower. And then I couldn't open my phone. I couldn't get my phone to open. I was putting the code in and I kept tapping my phone Which like, what the? <laughs> Well, she probably wasn't. No, you definitely were not. There's no, yeah. And I was just like, you know, tapping it. It was probably a black screen too. He was just <laughs> that he saw all the figures that weren't there. That weren't there. All I know is I was in the shower. I hear my name being screened, so I have to rush out of the shower. Mind you, we also had plans. We were supposed to be somewhere in like an hour. So I get out of the shower, I'm like, what's going on? And he's just sitting there crying. He's like, I'm going to die. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I can hear myself breathing. I was like, that is a good thing. Supposed <laughs> to be breathing. He was like, no, but when I close my eyes, I see the stars. I was like, sir. And I saw the brownie wrapper, completely empty, 300 milligrams by himself. And mind you guys, this is a very important part of the story. He had never taken edibles before, ever. So his first go round, he did 300 <laughs> milligrams and also had a drink that night. Oh, I, that did it. Yeah. I have stressed this so many times before. <laughs> when it's your first time taking an edible, do not eat the entire thing. And I never, never eat the entire thing. Oh. Always take it piece by piece. Give it time. Gotta give it time. Especially 300 milligrams i look i love snack i love sweets he I, thought I it was know. just a regular i was like that's not how the two that's not, not at all he yeah. was on, i mean it ended with him being on the floor the place to be when you're extremely high yeah, it was like toy story he was woody i was andy he was on the floor and i just i just yeah, i had my boots it. i had my boots on my little chelsea boots and your blazer look like woody <laughs> my blazer there's a snake in your booth. The only thing that I'm still like, damn, I did not get any of that on video. Any of it. That's when you need video. No, because it's like, there's so, so, so many details <laughs> that I just cannot physically verbalize to you guys. It was, it was a time. It yeah, was even when... Even when I got high the very, very first time, I didn't even panic like that because the person who gave it to me, they were like, yo, it's just a little out of time. Don't OD on it. Don't take mm -hmm. it. Be like, he was like, after like an hour and a half, you're still not feeling something. Then you take another piece. Right. But like after the first piece, after like 90 minutes, I was straight and stuff like that. Like there's very rare occasion where I did too much and I felt sick after. But I never panicked. Or anything. Well, I didn't panic once, but I thought I, my face was hurting. Like I felt like my face paralyzed because I couldn't feel it. And it was because I was just smiling so hard because I was laughing and I didn't notice I was laughing well, so much. All of that whole left side of the dinner, y'all were just in your own little <laughs> 
Brooklyn. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, Abby was like, brownies, and I was like, oh my gosh, you we were done. We were so done that day. And Al was next to me. She, she, she was like, you okay? I was like, I think so. But like, I wasn't sure. And then some guy tried to touch me to get to go to dance, and I, I hit his hand. I'm like, no, don't touch me, because I was just gone. Like, I didn't want to do anything. I was just sitting there, glued to my seat. Our food came, and I was chewing so slow. I was like, oh my god, I don't even know what this tastes like right now. So bad. <laughs> oh, I think the only time I've ever panicked was after uh, when I had a bong, used a bong for the first time. I cleared out the smoke, and I did not know you were, you shouldn't do that. Um, and and uh, yeah, I ran to the other because we were hotboxing in a bathroom. Ran to the other bo- bathroom too because I was gagging. I was like almost gonna throw up. But greatest high ever because I was again. I was similar to Drew. I was on the floor. I was seeing things. It was it was great. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Gravity, you should just be on the floor when you're that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, honestly, the best fix when you're too high is just lay on the floor. And have you ever been so high where you pray to God? I can't, I promise I will never do this again if you just stop being high like right now. Actually, that happened to me a couple weeks ago because I took one and a half of these gummies instead of just one. Because I I told you to take just one (laughs) to me. it, you know what though it was so worth it because like after the panic went away it was actually just it was great i was just laying in bed i was just like chilling watching anime <laughs> yeah. so after, like, after we wrap up I'll, I'll hit you up tiffany um about the, the um the gummies they're really good they're not 100 percent thc but it, it just takes you somewhere else i don't know what it is your third eye opens is that one um it's a mix of cbd and thc and it's just amazing like best sleep i ever have when i'm on them. honestly the sleep was great the sleep was amazing yeah well i can tell you guys what my sober thoughts is because i've been sober for two years because i'm nursing <laughs> right, my right sober thoughts is that definitely hit me abby with those edibles because that is what i want my first day to be <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll let you know <laughs> i'll send it to you they have mad flavors too oh. so yeah that wraps up our episode um if you want to reach out to us as per usual our instagram is wine a little pod and if you want to send us an email with questions comments concerns tempura batter recipes our email is wine a little pod at gmail.com and before we wrap up let them know where to find you uh, they can find us on Instagram at oh my goodness. Um, they can also hit us on Gmail at ohmygoodness at gmail.com. We also mm-hmm. have a website, ohmygoodness.com. See the brand <laughs> there? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and they do have a wonderful po- a podcast that talks about Black love and everything in between. I suggest it to everyone to listen to. They do have some good advice, even though Drew be butchering my Spanish, but it's cool. It's cool. I'm going to let you slide. <laughs> I'm working on it. Was that I'm a <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.